Welcome back to Roswell Reimagined. This is a podcast about the television series Roswell, New Mexico, which airs on the CW. I do episode reviews as new episodes come out and other random talks about the show. At times, I look back at the original Roswell series as well as the books that started it all, Roswell High. This episode, I am reviewing Say It Ain't So, which is episode 8 in season 2. My initial thoughts on this episode was that it was a pretty decent episode overall. We got a little bit of Alex and Forrest and their new connection, as well as some more of Maria tapping into her newfound abilities. Max and Liz go searching for Cam and end up stumbling upon Cameron's sister Charlie, who has remained a bit of a mystery up until now. Michael finds a new connection to his mother, and Max may have ended up being abducted. So we start out with quite a bit of Rosa in this episode, which I feel like is kind of to be expected because we're still watching her transform and adapt uh, from the end of last season when Max brought her back and deal with all her new powers and everything. Um, but I feel like she's just trying to adjust to her new life, her new, her new normal, but She's like a 19-year-old girl whose friends have all aged, they've all moved away, and now she has to start over living like this secret life where she has no friends, people can't know that she's back, and she's just struggling to like try to find her identity, I guess. So I feel like while it's understandable that Rosa has to start over, like she has to start a new life somehow, but I feel like it's strange that no one has mentioned like possibly like relocating Rosa. Even if it's like to a town that's neighboring their town, but moving her somewhere, like giving her the chance to start over where um, nobody knows her and she can start a new life where she doesn't have to be in hiding and she can go make new friends because it's strange to me that even with like all the attention that the Ortecos have in their town, it's like, it's, it's unwise for like Liz to be encouraging Rosa to go up out by herself looking for new friends. It's like even just moving her one town away, she wouldn't have to hide. She wouldn't have to live a life that's a secret. I just find it really strange that Liz seems to be so okay with this idea of Rosa just wandering around town on her own. Like Liz and Isabel decide to dress Rosa up in a way that I guess they felt she would be less recognizable, which to me was kind of ridiculous because just because you throw on an outfit Rosa wouldn't have worn 10 years ago or a more conservative outfit and you curl her hair with a curling iron, this does not make Rosa any less recognizable. It's ridiculous. I feel like Especially with Max, Michael, and Isabel like feeling so strongly about keeping their identity a secret, none of them seem to be expressing an issue with like, how do we hide her? How do we keep people from recognizing her? Like putting curls in her hair is not doing absolutely anything. <laughs> um, and yeah, they're just allowing her to just go around town on her own looking to make new friends. So Rosa ends up going back to these old caves that she used to hang out when she was a teenager. And she ends up meeting like a few girls who were in there like doing some graffiti art who were like very blatantly racist, by the way. I was pretty shocked by that. <laughs> um, 
but she ends up just hanging out in the cave like by herself for a little bit and then there's this new girl who comes along out kind of like out of nowhere iris and she seems to be like this perfect like friend for rosa that just comes out of absolutely nowhere and i felt like when i first saw her i thought this girl seems like a little bit weird but i couldn't it's kind of hard for me to put my finger on like what was so strange about her but it was almost like her timing and her um being such a good friend for rosa was almost like a little too perfect or something but um she ends up inviting rosa out to like this art show and i thought this scene was like they go to this art show and they're you know, Rosa's really just like, she's relaxing, she's having fun, she met someone that likes art as much as she does, and she's letting her hair down, and she's excited, she's having fun, and it just seemed like, it seemed so real, like, I was completely shocked by this scene, um, I did not see this come, I had to, like, re-watch this, because I did not, I was so shocked when I watched the scene, I thought this was one of the best scenes of this episode, because, there was no indication that this girl Iris could have any way, shape, or form been just like this figment of Rosa's imagination. And we like we see Rosa, she has Helena's pills from last episode, remember? And we see her in the cave. Like initially she's sitting down and she's like taking these pills because you know she just had like this you know, argument or something with these girls in the cave and she's alone and she's like frustrated. She doesn't have any friends and she puts these pills in her mouth, but we see her spit these pills back out. So, you know, from there until Rosa and Iris are like, they, they go and they start dancing around and they're having fun in this art show. And then all of a sudden it's like the room starts to spin and the lights start to flicker and um, uh, everything starts to smoke. And then we realize that Rosa is not really in the art gallery with Iris. Iris is not a real person. Iris was like a drug-induced hallucination that Rosa had because apparently she ended up taking some pills that we didn't even see. And... I guess, I don't know, this scene was like so shocking to me. I did not see that coming. Like I knew there was something weird about this girl, but I did not expect her to be like a drug-induced hallucination. And I mean, I guess, you know, of course Liz shows up at the right time and finds Rosa in the cave. Um, that she, I guess she had started a fire in the cave and she shows up at just the right time to find her and take her to the hospital. But I felt like also like, it was kind of like coming. It this was something that was like, especially after last week's episode, like Rosa's mother returns, and of course she's, she's you bring a nineteen year old back, and who obviously had mental health issues, who had, um, drug addiction issues, and then you add on top of the fact that she was murdered by her sister's boyfriend, the whole town is turned against her. Now her mother that she hasn't seen is showing up and she never got the help that she needed. She's still a 19-year-old drug addict. She hasn't changed. And it's like Liz is put off 
getting her the help she needed because she's been very focused on Max and everything else. But it's like, it was only a matter of time. Like this, with, this was coming a mile away. Rosa eventually getting herself back into her old routine and her old bad habits. And um, that's exactly what happened. And it's, yeah, it's like she really needs to get the help that she needs being a teenage drug addict. Like I feel like, I feel like it's kind of easy to be frustrated with, with Rosa's character because for me, I really like Rosa's character a lot and I really like the potential that I feel like she has and I really like Amber Midthunder who plays her but it's like, it's kind of like I forget when I watch this show that because Rosa got brought back, I'm thinking, you know, she's mature. She's, um, because everyone else in the show has matured and moved on with their life you forget that when they bring her back she's not coming back as a 29 year old she's coming back as a 19 year old who still has drug addiction who still has mental illness who still hasn't matured who still hasn't experienced life who still hasn't had any personal growth it's like you forget because, or at least I forget because watching the show, everybody else has matured. She hasn't. She's still stuck in the 19-year-old mentality that she had um, a decade ago. And it's like, I feel like it's easy for me um, to get frustrated with her character because I'm like, okay, I see that like she's such an interesting character. She was such an interesting like mystery for me in the first season. And it's like, when I see her being brought back into season two it's like I have this idea of her having so much potential as a character and like she's shown so much potential as a character like she's shown that she's very interesting and she helped bring Max back with uh, Liz and Kyle and she has these new abilities but it's like almost like this potential that she has as a character is not yet tapped into because she can't yet because she's still stuck in this 19 year old mentality and this 19-year-old um, habits and addiction and restrictions that haven't been dealt with yet. So it's like she she can't fully evolve into this really interesting character that I just know that she has. Like she has so much potential, but it's like I get frustrated with her when it's like every episode is the same old story with her still being like the moody teenager, still being stuck in that old addiction, still being stuck in that mindset. But it's like she's 19, She's still a teenager. Like, she is not on the same level as everybody else here on the show. And I'm remembering that as I watch this episode because I feel like it's so easy to be frustrated with her, or at least I have been, because I expect more from her. Like, I just feel like she could have a really great story here in the show, but it's like it's unseen at this point. But I feel like this episode served as like kind of like the last straw for that piece of her story it's like she had to take Helena's pills and overdose and because otherwise she's not going to get the help she needs for her addiction she's not going to get past this phase of her life and um I think this episode is going to be the real turning point for Rosa's character um going forward for the rest of the series because once she can deal with these um drug issues I feel like she like I say, I feel like she has really a lot of potential, and especially like with her having these new abilities that she has um, from Max healing her. It's like this has barely even been tapped into. This has barely even been discussed. This is like um, 
there's so much potential that she has, and I feel like she's going to be a major, major part of the show, but we haven't even gotten to see what she's going to do yet, so... Um, anyways, yeah, I think this was a good turning point for her to like admit that she wants to go to rehab and she wanted to have the life that she almost didn't have. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think in the in the future episodes, we're going to see like a really different side to Rosa's story, which I'm really excited about. So Max and Liz end up going in search of Cam, who has gone missing as of, um, you know, a few weeks ago. And. They ended up finding Cam's car that was abandoned um, out somewhere when Cam's um, sister, Charlie, shows up. And she was mentioned back in season one. I don't really know like what I expected when I found um, Cam's sister, Charlie. But I don't know that I expected Charlie as we saw her. But I like her. I, I feel like I really like Charlie's character. Um... All I knew about her really was that she had gotten herself into some kind of trouble and that Cam was somehow involved, but we don't really get a whole lot of a backstory on Charlie. But I feel like she's so different from Deputy Cam, who seems like Deputy Cam is like, she's very small town, while Charlie is very much like Liz in many ways. Like they're, Liz and Charlie are both very like science minded and they both have like a great drive to change their world through their research. It seems like for both like Charlie and Liz, Roswell was never enough. Like small town life is never enough. And they're both in search of something greater when they came than what they came from. And they hope to leave their mark on the world somehow. Um, and I feel like there was definitely like an instant connection with like Liz and Charlie and they understand they understood each other from like the science standpoint. And so um yeah, but I was I was definitely surprised when we saw like Charlie show up and you know, Liz and Max are searching through Cam's car and this woman pulls up and she says she's here from the FBI and I, you know, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes with Max, I like, I kind of underestimate him a little bit because <laughs> Max is such like, he's just such like this, like, he has, to, I mean, he has this polarity in his personality, which we see like he has the hot and cold and the, you know, he has his temper, but at the same time, he's very romantic, and I don't know, sometimes, like, I see him more one way than the other, and I guess in this scene where Charlie comes kind of out of nowhere, um, and he's, like, telling Liz, like, let's, let's cooperate with her, let's give her what she wants, and I'm really thinking, like, Max is, <laughs> like, Max is, like, really telling the truth, he's really going with it, and then all of a sudden, he's got her, like, turned around and he's um, got her admitting who she is and that she's actually you know Charlie Cam's sister and it's like every now and then Max kind of underestimates me and I'm kind of surprised at what he'll do <laughs> I thought that was kind of a neat scene it's like definitely the cop and Max like never takes any time off I guess but um yeah so we get introduced to Charlie and she's come in search of Cam. She's found out Cam is like gone missing. She's come in search of Cam. And, um, so Max and Charlie eventually end up like going off together and they go looking for Cam. And I found this like, I found it both interesting and weird at the same time because, um, I'm like really interested in like who this blue sky is and, 
who was like abducting these people like it sounds like Mayans mentioned to Max that like blue sky is like or deep sky whatever this group is is like a government a section of the government um but it seems almost like deep sky is like somehow involved with like Max and his his um lineage or something that's like um somehow connected to where Max Michael and Isabel are from maybe because it seems like this deep sky is actually like abducting people like they abducted Cam they abducted Mimi so I'm not sure if this is really like government or if this is somehow linked to Max Michael and Isabel but I I feel more like when I when I see this it's like it seems more alien related than anything else um, so I find this, this, this is kind of weird, like Max and Charlie go looking for Cam, um, and what looks like some like abandoned, some abandoned grounds, or it's like this, this area that maybe like used to hold some kind of like festival or carnival or something, but maybe isn't being used at the moment. I'm not real sure what that area was that Cam was being held, but I found like, it's so weird that like, if the, okay, let's just say this is, okay, let's say either one. Let's say it's the government, like blue, deep sky or blue sky is the, the government or or it's not, or it's um, alien related and it's related back to Max, Michael, and Isabel. Well, Charlie and Max go looking for her and there's like one active shooter here when, when Charlie arrives. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like if Charlie is like, on the run like she says she is and she's being like hunted like she says she is but yet there's they know Charlie is going to come looking for Cameron so there's one person here a one sniper here ready to um get Charlie when she arrives like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense <laughs> like um it just seems like it would have been like a bigger ordeal they, they would have made it harder for Charlie to find Cameron if Charlie meant as much to them as they made it seem. I mean, Blue Sky sounds like someone more powerful or like even like a larger group of people who would have made it harder for Charlie to get away from them and to get Cameron from them. But yet it just seems like all Max had to do was blow the lights out and all, you know, it's, it just seemed, I mean, I found this, I definitely liked this I, I like this this deep sky portion of where the show is going right now, but it almost seems like a little bit too easy. I'm not sure that it was like totally believable. Um, yeah, that there's there's just one active sniper waiting for them to um, come get Cameron, and it's odd because like Cameron wakes up in the hospital, but she doesn't have any kind of memory of like where she's been or like who took her, or, like why they took her. The last thing she remembers is getting out of her car and just seeing this white flash of light. So we still don't know who Deep Sky is. Like these people could have erased her memories. They could have controlled her mind in some way, especially if this is like alien related. Um, it's kind of like Mimi, she shows back up and she doesn't seem to have any memory of where she's even been. So it's like, I feel like more like Blue Sky is somehow linked back to Max, Michael and Isabel and where they come from. Um, because Cameron seems to have no memory of where she's even been, yet when she shows Max, like, the mark on the back of her neck in the hospital, it's the same, um, like, energy pattern that Max creates whenever he, 
puts the lights out or whenever he heals or like when he killed Noah, it's like it's showing the energy is being used in some way. And that's the same mark that's on the back of Cameron's neck. So I have a hard time believing what Maine says when he says it's just part of the government. I don't think so. I think it's somehow like, especially with them being taken, like Cameron being taken out of nowhere, Mimi being taken out of nowhere. There's like this bright white light. I don't feel like it's not alien related. To me, I would be really surprised to see that it was actually like government, only government involved and not alien related on the other side whatsoever. So I want to switch over and talk about Alex and Forrest a little bit before I close out this episode review. Um, I really like that Alex has a new love interest. Um, I'm glad they gave Alex a new love interest this season because especially how Michael and Maria, I mean, they seem to be really going, like their relationship seems to be going really well. I don't see that ending anytime soon. So it's nice that Alex has someone too. And I just, it's kind of hard to trust any new character on the show because you never know if they're going to turn out to be, like who they're going to turn out to be or what their intentions are. But I, I feel like he is a good option for Alex right now. And at least at the very minimum, a good distraction if it doesn't go anywhere, um, like more permanent. But I just, I feel like they have a good chemistry. Like they have a nice... Like, they went on their first date, and they went paintballing together, which I thought I thought was, like, really fun, because Alex is kind of always in this, like, military mode, or hating my dad mode, or arguing with Michael mode. It's like, he gets to go relax and have fun and just be a normal person and just date. And, um, you know, Alex, I feel like, is still, like, he tells Forrest, like, on their date he ends up like not kissing him because I guess he feels like maybe it's just too soon or he's not ready or he's not ready to be like openly gay out with like people that see him or he still obviously has some hangups but it's like you know I liked Force like I kind of like this budding connection between them but it's kind of like I really liked them even more like later when when Alex and Forrest are at the wild pony and you know, Alex is kind of saying, I'm sorry for how that date ended or, or whatever. And, and Forrest says, you know, it's okay. I am really a big fan of like enthusiastic consent. I thought that was really great because I just feel like Alex is like this deeply like, um, he's just like, um, resisting moving forward into something. I think after everything that happened with with Alex, maybe he doesn't want to get in too deep right away, and then of course he's got his father's voice in his ear telling him, don't be who you are, you know, you're a man's man, this is what you're meant to do, you know, hide who you are, and it's like, here is Forrest, like, just understanding that that's who he is right now, that's where he is mentally, and he's not pushing it, he's going that's okay. I understand and respect where you are. And hey, if you decide that you want to come out of that headspace, I'll be here. Like that to me was just like really great. It just shows a lot of his character, which I just think that he is going to be someone who's just really good for Alex because he's not pushing him to be someone he's not. He's not pushing him to um, be comfortable with being openly gay any faster. He's not pushing Alex to do anything absolutely than what Alex wants to do. And I feel like that's going to be very healing and very freeing for Alex over time because he's just being very patient with him. And I feel like 
Alex has a way to go to like heal some of his childhood issues with his father and just be more comfortable in his own skin. But I feel like a lot of that healing work that he's going to do is going to come through just Forrest being in his life in general and just being so understanding and just bringing in kind of like this healing energy to him. And so I, I, I like this connection. I, I, I don't want to fear this connection because like I said, it's hard to trust new characters and we don't know where they're going to go. But I feel like initially, like what I'm seeing so far is this is like a really cute um, connection that seems to be, I think it's going to be really positive for Alex. And hopefully he's going to like kind of lower his guard a little bit um, because I, I feel like there's a lot of potential between these two for sure. So that being said, I'm going to kind of close out this episode. Of course, we end this episode on like a really big fat cliffhanger and um, Michael finds out at the very end that old man Sanders, who, um, he's been working for, for years, has some kind of a link back to Michael's mother. And as fast as Charlie came in and, like, reappeared in Cam's life, she's now gone, just as fast. And it looks like Charlie and Max both may have been abducted by Deep Sky, so we're definitely getting a little closer to figuring out who Deep Sky is and what they want. So I can't, see, I can't wait to see where this goes. This this storyline obviously is like really intriguing me. I'm really excited about it. So, um, that being said, this is the end of this week's episode review of Saying It So. I will be back soon to review the next episode. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. That being said, take care. <laughs>